unto you. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the reading of your holy word this morning. Father, we ask you for your anointing to come into our sanctuary. We ask you for your presence, because in your presence is your anointing. We ask you to hide your servant behind the cross, God. Anoint my lips of clay to speak forth your holy word. Anoint our ears to hear and to receive and to comprehend. Anoint our hearts to receive your precious word today. Let this be a life-changing moment in somebody's life. Let this be a life-changing moment, Lord, in our lives today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen and Amen. Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Now we talked about things. What are things? Things is everything you're worried about. Things is your money in your bank account. Things are the clothes on your back. Things are the food in your kitchen. Amen. Things are the electricity running through your, your house. Things is your automobile that you're driving down the road. Come on. Things are your children that need Jesus Christ. Amen. Things are the peace that we need at home. Amen. Things are the peace that we need in our minds. Amen. These are all these things that Jesus said would be added to us if we do what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And we said that the number one way of seeking first the kingdom of God is we start off with prayer. You've got to talk to Jesus. Anybody just had a little talk with Jesus? How I many of y'all know that song? Just a little talk with Jesus. Amen. We need a little talk with Jesus. Amen. That's where we start out. So we're going to start seeking God. First thing you got to do, open your mouth and start talking to him. Amen. And don't get all King James on him. He's not impressed with all that. Just talk to him like you would talk to a friend. When I talk to God, it's no different than you and I having a conversation. Except I'm just talking to my Heavenly Father. Amen. I'm going to show him honor and respect just like I do you. Amen. And so just having a conversation with him. The second way we talked about seeking God was going to church. Making church a top priority in your life. Amen. The scripture tells us that man should work six days a week and rest on the seventh. And that seventh day we come to the house of worship and we worship God. And we also talked about how Sunday is the first day of the week. I mean, y'all like me and you as a kid, you thought that Sunday was the last day of the week because you got to go to school on Monday. Amen. I just got to go to work on Monday. So we automatically think that in our minds and our subconscious, we think, well, Sunday is the last day of the week. No, the truth is Sunday is the first day of the week. And we take the first day of the week and we give it to God. You know what we're doing? We're tithing our time. We're tithing our time. And we're giving it to God. So that's the second way of seeking God is being in the house of God. And the third way of seeking God is valuing the hearing of His Word. And this is why for the last three weeks I have flipped the flow of the service. Because there's a lot of people that will put more value in hearing the singing than they are the preaching of God's Word. Amen? Am I just telling the truth? I'm telling the truth, ain't I? There's more people that will tell you. I'll tell you for an example, I had a, my phone rang this week. I don't know how many of y'all saw the flyer when you came in on the left-hand side, if you'll notice out there in the, in the hallway, in the, in the foyer. There's a sign up of who's actually coming to sing Homecoming. Genesis, the Southern Gospel Band Genesis. Yeah, this church, you, you guys voted for them to come uh, two years ago. They were supposed to come last year because, you know, we went through COVID. And when we went through COVID, we had to cancel on them. And uh, we wanted to honor our commitment to them, so we invited them to come this year. 
And uh, so they're, they're far as out there. But somebody called me this week and they were asking me about homecoming and what was the first question they asked me? Who's coming to sing? They didn't even care who was preaching. They didn't care. They didn't even ask. Who's coming to sing? And I had a conversation with them and I kept waiting for them to ask me, well, who's preaching? They never asked the question, who's preaching? So I just went ahead and told them. Do you see where their, their attention was? you see where they put more emphasis and more value? They put more value on singing. I was told this past week that there's, some, there's a family that actually listens to my preaching every Sunday, but they listen to another church singing. They like their singing, but they like my preaching. I guess they don't like that preacher like me preaching, but they like the other churches singing. Oh, man. <laughs> so people put more value on the singing than they do the Word of God, which is why I just flipped the flow of the service this morning. Because we need to put more value in God's Word. Amen? Let's talk about a little bit about that this morning. Turn your Bibles to Job, or as my little grandson was reading the Scripture this morning, he said Job. Amen? So turn to Job, chapter 23, verse 12. If you know what Job is, turn to Job then. You can't find Job in your Bible, just find Job, J-O-B. Just find that one. Verse 23 and verse 12. And this is what it says. Job says, Neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips. I have esteemed his words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Look at what Job is saying. Job is saying the word of God has to be number one. Job is saying, I want to hear God's word more than I care about putting food in my belly. Amen? You know, Jesus said in one scripture that their God was their belly. There's a lot of people who got their God right here. They do. There's a lot of people walking around with their God right here. And some people love that God. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Some people love that God. Y'all get my point this morning? Amen. Amen. I remember when I used to wear 32 in waist. Ain't anybody with me this morning? I don't wear 32 in waist no more. But, uh, you know, we, we all love our God. And we like, to, we like to stuff our God with some good things, don't we? We like to get stuff our God with some fried chicken and banana pudding. By the way, we're going to have some of that homecoming too, amen? We're going to have some fried chicken and banana pudding. I've already been poking at Sister Bonnie about that banana pudding. And she knows she's going to have to fix it for me, amen? But we, we, we stuff our God with banana pudding and fried chicken and all kind of ice creams and stuff. And I tell you, some of us love our God more than others. Amen? This is what Job is saying. Job is saying, I would rather hear the Word of God coming out of his lips than my necessary food. He wasn't talking about ice cream. He's talking about necessary food. He means food just to stay alive. Food just to stay alive. I'd rather hear the Word of God. In other words, I'd rather starve to death. I'd rather starve to death than to miss the Word of God. That's how important the Word of God must be in our lives. It must be number one. We seek the kingdom of God by doing what? By seeking the Word of God. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ears into my sayings. Incline to the Word. In verse 21, he goes on to say, but let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. Look at, look at this. 
for they are life. And to those that find them, what's life? The word of God. The word of God is life. And to those that find them, there's a comma. And then there's a word and health to all their flesh. Some of you need some healing today. You can receive that healing by simply hearing the preaching of the Word of God today. Healing comes from hearing the Word of the Holy Bible. The Holy Word of God. We believe. This church believes that the Holy Word of the Bible is the Holy Word of God. And it means what it says. And it says what it means. Amen. We believe it. And healing can come to you today. You can receive physical healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing. Amen. Amen. Come on. Simply by listening and receiving the word of God. Just reach up and receive that healing today. It's yours. Reach up and receive it today. It's yours. That's what it says. Health to all their flesh. So we seek the kingdom of God by seeking him through his word. The question is, do we value God's word above our necessary food? Do we value God's word above our necessary needs in our life? Is it number one? Can you push back the plate? This church will tell you come come the month of January, we're going into a 21 day Daniel's fast. And the preacher won't let you off the hook. Amen. Especially if you're in leadership. I won't let leadership off the hook. They've got to get in this Daniel fast. We're going to have to sacrifice some things. We're going to seek God. And there's healing that takes place during this 21-day Daniel fast. There's miracles that take place during this 21-day Daniel fast. Amen? As we seek the Word of God. King Solomon said that the Word of God in, in Proverbs chapter 4, he said it's life to those who find it and it is health to all their flesh. So we must put the Word of God as top priority in our life. The Word of God. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You cannot increase your faith level without hearing more of the Word of God. Amen? You've got to put your eyes on the Word of God. This is why that, that months ago the Lord began to prick my heart about a, a daily Bible reading for the church. And I want you to notice that Sister Shirley did a beautiful job. Thank you, Sister, for putting all of our scriptures as we go into the month of June on this little piece of paper. You'll find it out there in the foyer on the welcome table, on our welcome center. You will find this little piece of paper that has all the scriptures you need for the month of June. It says right here on day one, we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And I encourage you to read chapter 1 and think about what you just read. Meditate on it. And then the next day, read chapter 2. And, on, and all the way through. And you can see all the days. We're going to read Corinthians and Galatians and uh, Ephesians and then Philippians. And then we're going to end our last day in the book of Jude. Amen. But as we read these scriptures, it's going to bring unity to the body of Christ. It's going to increase your faith. You need to put your eyes on the Word of God. Amen. Put your eyes on the Word of God. It will increase your faith. 
Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now, I, I shared this, this with the, our teenagers a couple Thursdays back, that when I graduated from high school, I could barely read and write. I really could. I mean, I had the basics down. But I really couldn't open up that King James Bible and really read it to you in such a manner that you would understand me. So what the Lord told me to do was start reading to myself out loud. So I didn't want my wife to hear me and I didn't want my kids to hear me. So I would be up late at night, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning at the dining room table while they're asleep and I'm just reading the Word of God. Something began to happen inside of me. First of all, God began to teach me how to read. And I got to where I can read. Some people today tell me, say, Preacher, when you're going through the Scriptures, you're reading them so fast, I can't really keep up with you. To tell you the truth, I'm not really reading it at that point. I'm actually just quoting it. Because I've just been through it so many times, I know what it says before I put my eyes on it. And so I really can't read that fast. I'm actually quoting it. But I begin to read the Bible, and I begin to learn how to read. The second thing that took place is my ears... My physical ears heard the words coming out of my mouth. And guess what happened? Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. My faith began to grow. My faith began to get strong. My spirit man began to get strong. Amen. Amen. And 36 years later, here I am. Amen. Still strong with God. I got a lot more faith today than I did 36 years ago. Amen? A lot more faith today. So, no, I'm not talking about how long we've been married. Amen. That's all that look. <laughs> but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So I encourage you, read the Bible out loud to yourself. Read the Bible out loud so that you can hear yourself speak the Word of God. Amen. This is why going to church and making going to church such a top priority in our life. This is why. Because you need to hear the Word of God so that your faith can be built and be strong. Because I assure you, Satan is waiting on you. The devil is waiting on you. And he's got a legion of demons with him and they're waiting on you. They're waiting on you to deceive you. They're waiting on you to, uh, to bring all kind of trickery on you. They are waiting on you to discourage you. They are waiting on you to bring sickness on you. They are doing everything they can to steal, kill, and destroy you. Oh, but Jesus says, I come to give you an abundant life. So you need the Word of God. Going to church must be a top priority in our lives. Hearing the Word of God must be a top priority in our lives. Today, Thanks to COVID, people would rather stay at home and watch preaching on TV or YouTube. Come on. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good to you right now. But ain't that the truth? People would rather stay at home. They say, well, I can just stay at home, you know, and I can just watch it at home and, and I can just hear everything that's, that's going on. But here's the problem with doing that. When you're at home... There are distracting spirits at home with you. How many of y'all got grandkids? How many of y'all's grandkids can't sit, sit still for two minutes? Come on. How can you listen to the preaching of the Word of God with a bunch of grandkids running around calling your name every two seconds? That's distracting. Amen? 
You'd be right in the middle of hearing a good preaching, all of a sudden, doorbell rang. Somebody showed up to talk to you. Interrupted it. Amen. Or your mind begins to wonder about and think about all the problems you've got going on in your life. Amen. Amen. Or you'd be like Brother Tim and Melanie. You got that little problem of the internet, and all of a sudden it freezes up and there's a little circle going round and round and round. Come on. Don't have good connection at home. Not everybody can watch it. Am I telling the truth? You in that boat too, man, tonight. Yeah. I hate that little circle, don't y'all? That little circle popped up on the screen. Y'all know what it means. I lost internet connection. He's in the middle of saying something. I don't know what he said. So there's so many distractions at home that it's hard to concentrate and to hear what the Word of God's really saying. Did you know you can be listening to the Word of God and not hear it at all? There's a big difference between listening and hearing. Am I telling something, husbands? Y'all know what I'm talking about, husbands. If you don't know, your wife knows. There's a difference between your husband listening to you and actually hearing you. And sometimes we hear what we want to hear. Amen. You said I could go play golf on this day. No, I said no, we cannot play golf on this day. Amen. So we hear what we want to hear. So you can be hearing the Word of God, but you have so many distractions going on around you that you can no longer hear it. It just becomes background noise. This is why coming to church is more important. Another reason is because of corporate anointing. You can't get that corporate anointing of a body of Christ in your living room unless the body of Christ is in your living room. Amen? Unless the church is there. When we come together, what you're feeling today, this morning, is called a corporate anointing. And you can't receive that at home by yourself, watching it when you sit back in your recliner. And if you're like me and you're trying to watch preaching while you're in your recliner, your eyes are going to get heavy. Hello. And you're going to go to sleep. I got an answer for everybody who has insomnia problems. Just open up your Bible or turn preaching on. The devil himself will rock you to sleep. He don't want you to hear all that. Amen. Amen. Try it. Amen. Next time you can't sleep, just try it. You'll see. As pastor, I'm always fighting these distracting spirits. Always am. We had a beautiful service, foot washing service Friday night. But you wouldn't believe the battles that we went through to get there. Amen. We had distracting spirits that came into the church in the very beginning. I mean, I don't know why, but for some unknown reason to all of us, our sound system just went skyrocket. Without anybody touching a knob, without anybody turning up any volume, all of a sudden, volume went wide open. To the point where I had to call my wife's name from back there and say, Angel, turn it down. And she's looking around saying, what happened? What happened? And so finally she reached over to the main volume and went all the way down with it. And then came back up. And we're scratching our head this morning. What happened? Because nothing's changed. But this morning it seemed to be okay. And then there was a popping sound before that. There was a popping sound. Matter of fact, choir had to make some changes because that one microphone I just threw away. I'm tired of that thing popping. It started popping like crazy. The devil doing all kinds of distracting things. Amen. And he'll come to church with you and sit beside you in church. 
and he'll start distracting you so that you can't hear the word of God being preached. That's what those distracting spirits do. Not only that, we had distracting spirits attacking Angel and I. We had people trying to steal our money. They tried to steal Angel's account through Amazon and started trying to charge all kind of stuff. And, and there was, a, there was a, a fake website from Amazon that came on Angel's email saying that uh, somebody has just purchased a $4,000 television and sent it to this address. Is that you? And if it's not you, call this number. That happened to be a scam. Call this number. That's a scam. Andrew Wick got a hold of the real Amazon and they said, no, there's nothing here. That was not us. Amen. And so by the time we even get to 7 o'clock, Andrew and I, we just, we stressed. Had to fight those devils. Amen. Anybody have to fight devils before you come to church? I can remember when my kids were growing up, we were fighting every Sunday morning. I said, get dressed and get dressed now. I don't care if you got makeup on. I don't care if you got a shoe on. Get in. You can comb your hair, brush your teeth as we're driving to church. Can I get a wedding, somebody? Amen. Amen. And if you tell the truth this morning, you'll know you and your, your spouse, y'all was fighting before you got to church, too. Amen. Come into church, sit inside one there. Still steaming about the fight in the car to get to church. Preacher trying to preach to you and you're over here biting your lip. Cutting your husband out of evil eyes. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Woo! Distracting spirits. We got we to take authority over them. We got to take authority over these distracting spirits. Amen? Because these distracting spirits will do everything they can to stop you from receiving the blessings and the anointing that's in this word right here. Everything they can. And let me tell you something, and I mean this with all love and sincerity. The Lord spoke to me, and the Lord said, The devil said, If all I got to do is create some drama in Jan's life and crisis in, in her life, and that keeps her out of church, he'll keep on creating it. He'll creep on creating it. Amen? There was a time in mine and Angel's life that there was so much going on with teenagers growing up and all this. I mean, there was so much drama. We purposely put the brakes on. Sometimes you've got to stop and put the brakes on. And I said to her, I want to be the most boringest man on the planet. I, don't, I want you come around me, I want you to feel so bored that you don't want to hang around me. I wanted to stop the drama. Amen? I wanted to stop the drama to the point that I want to be the most boringest person on the planet. That nobody want to hang out with me because I ain't going nowhere to do nothing. I ain't going nowhere to do nothing. I'm not leaving the house. I'm not having any conversations. I just want to stop the drama. You ever been there? Sometimes you got to put the brakes on and go there. And then you start building yourself back up. We've been there. We know. Amen. But if that's all the devil's got to do to cause confusion in your life, he will keep you. I know people who stay in a constant battle all the time. I know because we've got about 15 teenagers that we're ministering to every week. And I know families that stay in a constant battle all the time. And you know what it is? Just a distraction in their life. That's all it is. Just a distraction. Just to keep them away from God. That's all it is. We've got to learn to persevere. Amen? 
take authority over that devil. Amen. Matter of fact, say this with me today. Not today, devil. Not today, devil. Amen. You got to tell the devil not today. I think there's actually a t-shirt. Somebody, I think my wife was wearing a t-shirt the other day that said that. Not today, devil. Amen. That's going to bad. We're going to have to talk to him and tell him not today. We might as well talk to the devil. He's talking to you. Oh, well, preacher, I don't have no conversations with the devil. Sure you do. Sure you do. Every time you're tempted, every time you get angry, hello, you have conversations all the time. You just don't know the devil's telling you all those things. Lying to you, deceiving you. So you might as well talk back and say, not today, devil. Amen. Psalms 119, verse 127. It says, therefore, I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. How much money have you personally given to hear the word of God? How much money have you personally spent out of your pocket to hear the word of God? How many Bibles have you purchased? My wife just bought me another another Bible, not this one, but another Bible it came in the other day. And I love that Bible. It's a parallel Bible. I got King James on one side and I got the Amplified Bible side by side with it. So I can do my in-depth Bible study. I can get in King James and I can look over at Amplified. And I can do an in-depth Bible. I love that Bible. We've got some, we got, I don't know how many Bibles we've got. We've got all kinds of Bibles. We've got all kinds of different study Bibles that we get in God's Word with. Through the years, we have probably spent a fortune in, in Bibles and in, and in taking off work to go uh, to a revival somewhere and, and, and to be in the house of God. Matter of fact, when I had my own business turning wrenches, I lost customers and I lost business because I refused to work on Sunday. I had customers that wanted me to work on Sunday. I could have worked every Saturday and Sunday and probably had twice the size of the business I had. But I said, no, that's the Lord's day, and I'm going to the house of worship. I refuse to work on it, and, I've had, and I lost customers. It cost me money. You know what? But it was worth every penny, brother. Every penny I lost in that business, it was worth it all. Because I value the hearing and the receiving of God's word more than money. And that's what the psalmist was saying. I refuse to let anything keep me out of church. I, I knew, even years and years ago, that me going to church and hearing the Word of God being preached had to be the number one most important thing in my life. Because to tell you the truth, your life depends on it. Amen. Amen. Your life depends on hearing the Word of God being preached. Why? Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. In order for me to live an abundant life that Jesus wanted me to live, I had to be a man of faith and I had to learn to live by faith. So I have to hear the Word of God. So when you truly value the Word of God in your life, you will spend everything you own to get it. Let me say that again. When you truly value the Word of God in your life, you will spend everything you own to get it. Turn your Bibles to Matthew, the 13th chapter, verse 44 through 46. In the Gospel of Matthew, the 13th chapter, verse 44 through 46, it says it this way. 
Jesus is speaking. He says again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a treasure hid in the field in which a man has found. He hid and for the joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath. Listen to this. He sells all that he has and he buys that field. Look at what he's saying. The kingdom of God is like a treasure hidden in the field. To seek ye first the kingdom of God is like a treasure hidden in a field. And this man finds that treasure, he buries it so nobody can steal it, and then he goes and sells everything he owns to buy that field. That's value in the Word of God. That's how much the Word of God should mean to you. You should value the Word of God above everything. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had. There it is again. And he bought it. This is how serious we need to take hearing the Word of God and reading the Word of God and receiving the Word of God. Spend everything you have to get it into your soul. Everything you have to get the Word of God into your soul. The Word will bring healing, it will bring prosperity, and it will bring wisdom, and it will bring peace. The Word of God. Listen to me. The Word of God will bring healing, it will bring prosperity, it will bring peace. Amen? Everything you need is in the Word of God. Turn to John chapter 12, verse 48. I saw this the other day, and boy, it just jumped at me. He grabbed a hold of my heart when I saw this. John chapter 12, verse 48 says, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words. Talking about the Word of God. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words. Verse 48 of John chapter 12. Hath one that judges him. Semicolon. The word that I have spoken, comma, the same shall judge him in the last day. Look at what Jesus is saying. Jesus is literally telling us that in the last day, we are all going to be judged by the word of God. The word of God will be our judge. Amen. We are going to have to give an account for every word of God that we have received but disobeyed. Hello? Hello? We're going to have to give an account for every word of God that we heard and then we ignored. Mm. Come on. Look at what he's saying. There is one that judges, and it's the word. We will all be judged in the last day on how much we actually value the Word of God. How much we value the Word of God. This is some deep stuff this morning. But I'm trying to help you to understand that we must seek ye first the kingdom of God. And we seek ye first the kingdom of God by putting value on hearing the Word of God. On hearing it. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 24, it says, But be ye doers of the Word, and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. 
For if you be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth him and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Mm-mm-mm. My Lord. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. The instructions to Joshua. And I'm getting ready to, to wrap this up this morning. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. What book are we talking about? Right here. The Word of God. This Word of God shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate in it day and night, that thou mayest observe to do, be a doer of the Word of God, according to all that is written therein. For then... Thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Remember the series I preached on faith. Faith believes, faith speaks, faith acts. Look at what he's saying. Faith believes, the book of the law, meditate day and night. Faith speaks, do not depart from the words out of your mouth. Faith speaks. Faith acts, observe to do according to all that is written. If we value God, then we value His Word. Let me say that again. If we value God, then we value His Word. Don't tell me how much you love God, but you ain't got time to go to church and hear about God. Don't tell me how much you love God, but you can't even quote John 3.16. Come on. Don't tell me how much you pray and you talk to God and yet you don't know one Bible verse and you don't attend church but one Sunday a year. Come on. If you love God, you value His Word. Amen. Why? John said it this way in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And in verse 14 he said, And we beheld, the Word became flesh, and we dwelt among Him. You see, Jesus Christ is the Word of the living God in flesh. And if you love Jesus, then you must love His Word. If you don't love His Word, then you truly don't even know who Jesus is. Mm. Come on. I preached Friday night about a Jesus that most people have never even heard of. And that's called Jesus, the servant king. And we talked about how Jesus got up from the table and took the sandals off of the disciples and started washing their feet. The lowest job of the ranking servant. Jesus washed their feet. The servant king. Is a Jesus that most people have never heard about. Oh, we've heard about the Jesus of prosperity. Hello. We've heard about the Jesus of, of giving me more. I give you a dollar and Jesus is going to give me a thousand dollars. We've heard about those Jesuses. We've heard about those Jesuses that says, once saved, always saved. You say this little prayer and you get eternal salvation. We've heard about that false Jesus too. Let me tell you something. That's a doctrine straight from the pits of hell that gives people a license to sin. We've heard about that Jesus, but we haven't heard about the Jesus, the servant king, the holy son of the living God. We haven't heard about Jesus being the word. Amen. 
of God Himself. I don't know about you, but I want the Jesus as the Word of God Himself. I want the Jesus as the Servant King. If we value God, then we value His Word. If we value His Word, then we value His church. Come on. If we value His church and we value His Word, then we value His true preachers of the Word. Oh, I got one amen there. Somebody loves me. I'm with Sister Bonnie, you love me. I know the rest of them, I don't think like me at all. I know Bonnie loves me. Amen. My last scripture this morning. The praise team's getting ready to come. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. Then said I, lo, I come. This is Jesus now. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of a book. Hmm. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. Lo, I come in the volume of a book to do thy will, O God. Hallelujah. To do thy will, O God. Will you stand to your feet with me this morning? Stand to your feet with me this morning.